All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is a place where you can say what you want as long as you've got the facts. Tonight, we are going to be getting into some NFL free agency news. Uh, we'll be going over all the news from this week, and um, and I'll be going over a little bit what I'll be going over for the rest of the week. Uh, for now, um, well, just for tonight, I'll be going over some NFL free agency. Uh, my next episode, I will be trying to come uh, back tomorrow uh that will be just some regular news uh, of course we'll have a coronavirus update uh, i've been trying well before i get into any more coronavirus news first and foremost i'd like to put out an apology uh on my first initial rundown of this i got uh some information from a new york post article referring to the the origins of this virus over the time over uh the past few weeks of me researching some more uh coming across different articles different uh accounts of of what's going on i would like to say um that i would like to take back my original statements about it um originating in china um first of all i I think it was a very uninformed uh, opinion, especially with what I know now. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't know uh, the origins. And by me saying that uh, unwittingly, uh, I kind of, you know, even without, you know, wanting to be, I, I myself uh, was part of maybe even maybe some of not, you know, not directly, uh, but some of the false narrative against Asians and Asian Americans. I don't know where this this virus came from and I don't know how it came about and it wouldn't be right for me to say those things and have it look like a or or somebody is to blame. Uh, I don't I don't like having to do that. I don't I don't like that, especially with what I know in this country. Uh, I had to I had to be reminded of the Tuskegee uh, experiment in this country, and also the uh, HIV AIDS pandemic, and what we had uh, some of the questionable um, well, moments in our history referring to viruses and pandemics or whatever you want to call them. So I I I want to take back what I said a few weeks ago about where I believe this may have come from I take back those comments uh, I don't know where how it started I don't know where it came from or how it came about uh, there could have been some very I don't know it's not for me to say I don't know all the top of my I don't know all the way and it would and it's not right for me to uh, it was not right for me to uh, take that information as though it was verbatim uh, I, I'm black, I'm of African American descent, I should know better, I should know uh, how societies can play and manipulate with things of that nature, so uh, f I, I am sorry, uh, I uh, am not or just, uh, and you know, even, even with me, again, you know, I am not, you know, what's the word here, biased or, you know, um, racist, that's not, that prejudice, that's the word I want to say here. Uh, but I want to make sure I have, I'm giving you guys the right information and I'm not falling into that same rabbit hole. And when, uh, again, I, you know, I don't think that those are, you know, what I said was, you know, reflected or it had any type of, you know, racial, you know, backing behind it. It was just me reporting what I felt was the truth. But upon further review, I don't know what is the truth. And uh, another reason as to why I'm not, you know, fully getting into this a whole lot, because if you look at the news, it's a lot about this is a lot of, you know, what we're talking about. Everybody's talking about 
and it's kind of a downer. And I want it to be a little bit more positive. I want this to be somewhat of a place where, yes, we're going to be listening to some of the facts. Of course, like I said, we're going to have to talk a little, a little bit more about this. Uh, just, you know, what's going on as opposed to what exactly, you know, where I think it is. You know, well, let, let's just talk more about, you know, what's happening. We're going to have to. But again, I don't want to spend all every episode, every other episode talking about it. Uh, it is a negative. You know, it is kind of negative, And I do want to have some positivity. Uh, here and another reason why is because I'm working during this this whole process. I have to uh, you know put food on my table uh, and I have to uh, help out you know a family uh, at home. And I do have some very strong feelings about uh, what I have to do. Uh, and I don't want to get too negative. I don't want to get too all into that. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think I'm mature enough to handle it right now uh, without having to go deep into, I don't, you know, deep into how I really feel right now. It hasn't truly been, uh, I haven't really vetted what I have to say. And I don't want to just come off super negative. So I don't really want to just bombard you guys with all coronavirus all day, my feelings, my emotions and all that. Uh, You know, I got to be very careful about what I say, I feel. uh, But as a person who's working through this, process i'll be the first person to tell you i i don't know if i feel as comfortable and i don't and you know when people say yeah you know you're a hero you're all that all i'm going to keep it as simple as this you know thank you that you appreciate it uh but i myself i wish i had other means but with that being said uh you know again this is you know, this is how I'm going to work with this. We're going to, I'm going to work this here. I'm going to get on here and all the free time that I, extra free time that I do have. Again, this is my dream, you know, podcasting, you know, voiceover work. Eventually, hopefully we'll get into that. Uh, that's what I'm working on. So I'm not going to be too negative on that front. I'm going to be more proactive on this front. So again, guys, that's where my mind is focused at. Let's not get too negative. Let's be as proactive as we can. Uh, we have things that we still need to accomplish despite what's going on. And uh, here we are Sunday night. And uh, like I said, let's get into this bizarre and wacky free agency uh, period, at least the first week so far. Uh, first things first, let's get into the OG quarterbacks. Of course, Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers uh, took up the majority of headlines in the middle of the week. Of course, Tom Brady would uh, eventually work out a deal. Uh, th- those official numbers aren't available to me just yet, uh, but he uh, was able to make a deal official with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, that brings his time in New England to an end. Say how you feel, you know. Do we move on, I guess? I mean, I thought these guys were close to retirement. Him and, and uh, Rivers and maybe even Philip Roethlisberger, I thought they would all be gone within about a season or two. So far, we just have Eli. Uh, but back to uh, back to Brady. Uh, like I said, he's hated the Tampa Bay. Uh, Brady has promised to play until he's 45, so that was his goal. Uh, I don't know if he's, you know, serious about that, especially, you know, a season after playing in Tampa Bay, depending on, you know, how they end up. Uh, but that was his goal. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing he'll have that opportunity to play until he's 45. He's in a pass-friendly offense, of course. Bruce Arians is there. Uh, of course, he'll be replacing Jameis Winston. Uh, last year, we already know about Jameis Winston. He would throw 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Uh, that was in a 
or so record. Uh, but he also had over 5,000 yards. And you want to know something funny? Both of those guys had the same QBR. I believe it was around 53 points something. But 53 was both of those guys' QBR. So that's very interesting. Uh, but, of course, we have Tom Brady taking over for uh, James Winston in Tampa Bay. Uh, and and uh, also for Phillip Rivers, of course, he moves on. He's going to be playing for the Colts next year. Uh, he signed a one-year one-year deal with them worth $25 million. Uh, he'll be replacing Jacoby Brissett last year. Another case in which, uh, in which a young, you know, a young quarterback. You can say what you want about uh, Janis Winston, and but Jacoby Brissett, again, uh, but both of these guys are relatively young. Uh, they relatively have decent enough arms. Of course, James Winston threw for 30 touchdowns last year. Of course, he had his interception problem, but he had a decent arm uh, for what it's worth. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, again, another guy with a decent arm. Uh, his completion percentage was not necessarily over 60, was well, almost over 60%. Uh, he also two, uh, threw for 2,000 yards. His issue was uh, he was injured last year. He suffered a knee injury, which kept him, you know, out of, uh, you know, and, and, you know, out for a consistent amount of time. And on top of that, uh, when he did come back, he, you know, he wasn't 100%. But he was able to throw for 18 touchdowns, and his interception ratio was pretty damn good. Uh, he did not have, I think he only had like maybe seven or maybe six interceptions at the most. Um, but this is a quote coming from the general manager of the Colts, uh, Chris Ballard. Uh, he's referring to Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he was on. He went on to say the jury is still out. So, with that being said, it looks like they're bringing uh, Philip Rivers in there, but possibly, you know, with that quote, it's almost like it could be some type of competition there in the offseason. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see how that is. Uh, quite honestly, uh, if we're looking at, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers' numbers, you're, you're like, well, you know, Phillip Rivers had 4,615 yards last year. He would throw for 23 touchdowns, uh, but he would have 20 interceptions. And he had a 60, 60%, 68% completion percentage. So his completion percentage was a little bit higher, was significantly higher than Jacoby Brissett, but he also threw more interceptions. And that was in a whole, and I believe he played the entire season. Uh, and so, and he only threw 23 interceptions, I believe, uh, Jacoby might have had up to maybe 23 touchdowns if you add what he's what he was able to do on the ground. So again, uh, Jacoby, you know, he was able to do a lot of great, a lot of good things last year. Uh, the Colts are also bringing back their offensive line that started all 16 games last year, and one of the best, uh, the best offensive lines in the league. Uh, so I feel like any any one of those guys that take, uh, you know, that takes snaps, takes snaps from under center next year should be in an okay position. Uh, I think for Jacoby Brissett, of course, he's coming off a, a season where he had an injury and his numbers probably weren't as great as they should have been. But I think you're factoring, you got to factor in the injury. And also there's another thing that you got to put in about the Colts as well. They have a pretty solid running game. I love their offensive line. Uh, Quentin Nelson is there. Their defense is pretty okay as well. But I don't know if they have uh, a great receiving core. Uh, you know, you think of, you can't really think of anybody who really stands out. T.Y. Hilton is okay, but I can't really think about I can't think about the last time where he's just been on top of the league from a receiving standpoint. And they recently lost their tight end Eric Ebron. He will go sign with the uh, with the Steelers. So again, you know, I'm not too sure. I mean, again, whoever is going to be standing by, you know, standing in the center should be protected, but I don't know who they'll be throwing the ball to, so it doesn't really matter. They might not, whoever it is, may not have a 
very well as productive of the year as they would want to you know given the receivers that they have uh but it's a very interesting situation we have two situations in which like i said we have two relatively young quarterbacks sure in winston's case his numbers aren't the greatest but i still feel that he's relatively young he still has an opportunity to learn and grow and now you see this older quarterback you know tom brady don't get me wrong like you know age is kind of nothing but a number if you are relatively healthy you keep yourself in shape you can do a lot of things i'm not going to talk about his age too much but again you know winston still has some years left in him that he can at least you know get some type of coaching behind him and i believe that there's some type of potential behind him again he did throw for 30 touchdowns again he had over 5,000 yards uh, again they're gonna get on him because of his receivers i'm also gonna well because he had good receivers and his numbers weren't great but also he did not have a great offensive line and that running game leaves a lot to be desired as well so we're talking about a one-dimensional offense again i don't think that's gonna be that off it's gonna be that much different if tom brady uh you know is is that is under is under center because I think with Tom Brady you might have a little bit you know some you might have less interceptions but again you know they don't have that great offense they have, they don't really have that great of an offensive line it's okay and the running game is a lot to be desired so you might not have as many interceptions but are you gonna have as many you know passing yards are you gonna have as many passing touchdowns we've seen where uh, you know Tom Brady his production has gone down uh, and that has you know, has had a lot to do with his offensive line. And even when he had somewhat of a great offensive line, his numbers have not been up to par. So, um, again, I'm, you know, I think for Brady, you know, he wanted to play till he's 45. He has an opportunity to do that. That's great. I just don't like the fact that, you know, a younger guy, he has to, you know, he's told to kick rocks and he still is relatively, he has some, he has some uh, energy left in the game. He has some, I think, mental capacity to learn uh, to, to perfect this craft. And I don't think he has that opportunity. Same thing for Jacoby Brissett. I think, uh, again, with his situation is, again, his general manager straight up general manager straight up said the jury is still out on him so he might even have an opportunity even if he gets beat out possibly by rivers in the offseason he has a point in time at some point in the season to probably take over and then since uh, rivers is only signed to a one-year deal he might be able to pick up back where he left off after rivers leaves but again that's a whole year he had to give up of real experience, of real number one QB rep. So again, we have these two older quarterbacks who are near the end of their ropes, you know, kind of inserting themselves in these young quarterbacks' careers. And I kind of don't like it. I understand that they need to move on. They're trying to, you know, they think they have the ability to do, to do these things. But um, in Tom's situation, you know, he, possibly, you know, I don't, I don't know if he just jumps and makes uh, you know, the Buccaneers is an NFC South divisional winner. I don't know that. I don't see, you know, I don't just, I'm like, I can't just say that. And as far as the Colts are concerned, I, with the, with, you know, what the Texans got going on, the Texans have, what the Texans have going on, uh, you know, 
the uh, the I'm sorry, not the Broncos, but with the you know you know you still have the Tennessee Titans. They're still trying to make moves. They franchise Derrick Henry, so they'll be holding on to him for a while. They're holding on to their their better quarterback, which would which would be Ryan Tannehill. So you know you can't even say that even with you know Philip Rivers, oh the Colts made that great of an upgrade. You know I would have you know in my opinion I would have kept Jacoby. Jacoby's still in the mix, but I would have still had Jacoby be my starting quarterback. Not really made a move at quarterback, but maybe made a move at the wide receiver position. Uh, maybe brought in another tight end since Eric Ebron is going. Uh, maybe even solidify your back end of your defense, your secondary. These are the things. These are the, those are some of the moves that the Colts could have made that could have still made them better. I don't. I don't think that adding, uh, you know, an older quarterback makes you that much better. But that's my opinion. Hey. But let's move on. We're going to talk about my Raiders. Uh, they actually made a whole lot of moves, uh, you know, in terms of this first week of free agency. Uh, for one, they were able to sign linebacker Corey Littleton. That was probably my favorite uh, pickup for three years, $36 million. Uh, They also picked up linebacker Nick Kiewitowski. Uh He was formerly playing for the Chicago Bears. They signed him to a two-year contract worth $21 million. For Littleton, he had 134 tackles total last year, which was 17th in the league. He also had three and a half sacks. Uh, Littleton was also fifth in pass coverage so in terms of uh you know the passes he gave up and all that he ranked pretty highly there i believe he had a couple interceptions there as well um again and he also did not give up a whole lot of yardage on those pass completions as well uh so quarterbacks did not complete a lot of uh, passes in his direction and again receivers were not getting a whole lot of yardage on those plays if they were able to catch him oh yeah so he did have two interceptions last season as well uh, as far as kiwatowski goes again one of my top linebackers as well uh he had 76 total tackles last year and three sacks along with the interception uh both of these guys debuted in 2016 uh they were drafted i think uh, in the third round i think actually yeah i think actually littleton went undrafted and i think kiwatowski went around the third or fourth round um and um they took in for the raiders they also took uh, some pieces from the cowboys as well uh the raiders also signed former dallas uh dallas cowboys tight end uh jason Witten to a deal uh, last year he would have 63 catches for 529 yards and four touchdowns uh he will be joining a pretty solid tight end uh cast that includes darren waller who's come through out of nowhere he was a surprise last year you also got the rookie foster moreau who can also catch as well uh so you got jason winning there and with with uh with some with some numbers like that 63 catches 529 yards four touchdowns of course he's older uh, i don't i think he's definitely going to be the number three tight end just because of his age but again that's a pretty solid production for somebody in his his, uh, his later 30s, his latter part of his 30s, uh, and he's still going to be in it, and I think those are good numbers for number three, because again, he's probably, at this point, uh, next year, he's probably not going to have 53 catches, because again, he's not going to be the main tight end, he's going to be like the third option at tight end, so he'll probably have maybe 20, you know, 20 catches, it depends on, you know, where Foster Moreau is coming back with his injury, because again, it actually also makes sense, because Moreau is coming back from an injury as well, so he gets him some time uh, to come back, he has somebody, uh, a veteran there, who can catch passes there, while he's getting back, while your young guy's getting back in, in shape, so, uh, you know, Raiders made a good pickup there, I think, as well, again, he's older, but again, he's not going to be their number one pass catcher, that's not what it was about, it was more so for a veteran presence, 
and a, a winning and somebody who knows about you know putting in some effort to win you know so i like that it's a good locker room pickup uh i, I don't have a problem with that um we also pick up uh, defensive tackle Malik Collins. Now, last year, he would have four sacks and 21 quarterback pressures and also 10 quarterback hits. Uh, over four years, uh, he has 14 and a half sacks, also 20 tackles for loss, and also 40 quarter quarterback pressures. Um, and so the thing about it with that pick, I like that one pickup as well because, again, uh, we had a very subpar uh, pass rush. Again, we're looking to build pieces there. And defensively, we did not have you know, pieces across the board, really, honestly, we did not have a great pass rush, uh, we probably, uh, well, we didn't have a good defensive, actually, our pass rush was okay, we got Max Crosby, we got a couple guys coming off the edge that are pretty good, um, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to have some type of depth there, but that's definitely what we got here with defensive tackle, uh, Malik Collins here, definitely can get after the quarterback, and actually run stop as well, uh, so again, another great pickup by the Raiders, again, it just has to all coming to fruition it has to you know because there's been there's many years that we've had decent off seasons in terms of free agency it's just been about can they day one can they produce can we you know can, like you know remember we got you know Randy Moss back in 2004 can he get us a can he lead us to some wins can we get some wins um it wasn't like you know and, and again when we got Randy Moss it was a different you know mindset it was a different you know situation I don't think you know we could have, we could have really expected more uh, from Randy Moss than what we got from him, honestly, because the team as a whole was just not there. I think offensively you do have some pieces. I thought defensively you did have a couple pieces already there. Uh, so just to add a few more, uh, you can make at least at least a more competitive team. That it's not like the Raiders team. So this is not like the Raiders teams of the past. I really do truly think I'm not gonna say Super Bowl. I know a lot of people are gonna say Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that. I, you know, it might come eventually, but I'm I'm realistic. I know this team can eventually can at least go 500, can at least win, have 10 wins. I I, I thought this team could have won 10 wins last year, nine wins last year. This is this is really crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hopefully this team can get you about nine or 10 wins. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, jump off. You know, have a have a fresh start in Vegas. A little bit of a, a hot start. I think uh, you got the Chargers. They're going to be a little bit on the downside. You don't know what you're going to get from uh, the Broncos per se right now. And the Chiefs, they're still the team to beat. But, you know, it's still winnable. And I still think we can win, you know, at least 10 games. Uh, we have another couple pickups here that I believe that can help out with that. Uh, we also brought in safety uh, Jeff Heath. He is a three-year starter for the Cowboys. We also brought in quarterback Marcus Mariota. I don't know how to feel about that because there's certain words on the town there's certain uh you'll hear in some places that he might be in town to replace uh Derek Carr that's the only reason why I'm like why why did you bring him in I don't think we got a real uh a legitimate number two in my opinion he still has in some capacity uh he could still be a starter so why bring him in in here uh well is he going to be competing with David uh Derek Carr excuse me you know what do you, I mean? What would what is what would Tom? I mean, what is John Gruden seeing in this guy? You know, especially if he now let's say for instance he is just bringing him here as a backup. Again, why? You know, uh, I, I guess you know for a backup position, and you know because again I got I, and but then you know there are some circles now. I don't know how you know legitimate this is. I am hearing 
he could be in here to replace there even more and that's even more got me like why like i'm looking at both these guys on paper i look at both these guys play uh i'm not gonna say they have a similar you know quarterback style but they're similar in a lot of ways so i don't see where you're getting that much you know something different if you were to get mariota i don't you know and i watched oregon football I know Mariota, you know, I, I definitely thought that there were some things that he needed to improve on before he got to the pros, um, and I don't think that he's he's really come around and fully, uh, you know, patched those holes in his game up, so I'm not too sure, you know, what the purpose of bringing him in is, because I don't know if he's going to be the number one or number two, I, I you know, I'm, I'm at a point now Cause he's still, he's, you know, he's the same. He's around the same age as Derek Carr, so they're still relatively. Uh, I mean, they're, we're talking about two, you know, equals here. So they're almost like rivals in a way. So I'm not too sure how to feel about that one. Uh, Raiders also pick up defensive end Carl Nassib. Uh, over the past two seasons, seasons Nassib has had 12 and a half sacks and also has 18 in his career. So Nassib is another uh, stop passing, uh, well, pass rusher. Uh, we could put him next to Max Crosby. Uh, again, I like it. We are making some smart moves. I can definitely tell you that. Uh, one thing I will say about this new era of, you know, Mayock and, you know, John Gruden is that they really do the homework part about it. Um, they they make the pickups. I think they don't. Um, and this is why you know a lot of people might have gotten after their draft picks last year, and they did not. You know they did their homework. I think they really did their homework in terms of getting getting people who fit their scheme, fit what they're trying to do, fit their identity. Not so much people, not so much the best names, not so much the best available athletes, but the people who more so fit what their identity is. And it's different from even what they've done in the past because usually it's been about, well, if it would have been, you know, Al Davis, RIP, if he was still around, it would have been a lot based on athleticism and speed and all that. So it's none of that. They're actually, you know, doing some homework, doing research, and actually they're coming up with, well, you know, and this is what I did like about you know, having John Gruden come along is you can say what you want. You can say what you want about the TV in that type of situation, whatever you want to say negatively about him. He's going to, you know, he, he, he understands that a team needs an identity and he understands that a team needs to operate and have a, a, a way of functioning in order to be successful, a mode of operation, you know, and uh, for the Raiders, it looks like what we're going to be doing is we're going to be able to run the ball and we're going to be able to pass the ball. So I'm looking at a balanced offense with uh, at least two uh, two tight ends consistently catching passes. Uh, I don't know what you're going to get from a number. I don't know who our number one receiver is going to be. I'm not completely sold on Terrell Williams. I do believe he's a strong number two. I, don't get me wrong. I believe he's a strong number two, but because of this, and you know, fortunately, we had an opportunity to really have something because you know we did have Antonio Brown. But Antonio Brown, you know, he you know he got into his situation. I don't know if he ever wanted to play for the Raiders, to be honest with you. Uh, but again, even even with that pick up there, we it, it fit what we were trying to do. We had a solid quarterback. We had a position in which we were able to we drafted a solid running back. So we had our running back of the future. We had our running game going. We had some running backs to back him up. 
And, you know, you know, fortunately, you know, uh, we brought in the top receiver that could have went next to Terrell Williams, but it didn't work. So uh, I still think that's what the Raiders need. I'm not a, I'm not sold on Terrell Williams being the number one receiver. I like Hunter Winfro. I like who's catching passes for them. Uh, again, um, you got Darren Waller. You got Fox Monroe, the second-year tight end. Uh, I know that this year in the draft, we have uh, a plethora of wide receivers. So I would love to get CeeDee Lamb or T. Huggins, whoever's available. Uh, there's a lot of good, uh, uh, I believe his name is LaVisca Chenault out of, out of Colorado. If we miss the first round, guys, I'm going to say for instance, we want to skip skip those CeeDee Lambs and CeeDee Lambs and, and wait a little bit. We can get the guy out of Colorado, Chenault. Um, there's a couple guys we can get, uh, but I definitely think uh, the Raiders should be looking at a wide receiver in the draft. But I'm looking at a balanced offense going into this year. Some uh, offense that's able to run the ball that should be able to pass the ball to Summerson again. I'm not too sure it's going to be that number one defense, but this this defense uh, should be able to get to the quarterback as well. We got Malik, um, sorry, Malik Collins back there, uh, a good rusher, a good pass rusher, of course. Like I said, we brought in Carl Nassib, another quarterback rusher. Uh, we got in some deep, uh, some really good linebackers. Kiewitowski, top-rated linebacker. Again, Corey Littleton, same thing. I love the Raiders' chances. Uh, they also brought in uh, defensive back Eli Apple. So, again, we addressed all different levels of our team. I like it. I think I think the people who are in this camp are knowledgeable about what's going on. You can sit there again. You can say what you want about John Gruden and the XY banana and all that. He knows his football. He knows how to scout. So just like you know Mike Mayock, that's what they were doing. You know, for the past ten or so years, all on TV, we could we can we can try to discredit that, but what they were saying was pretty much on point. I think those two guys were. Uh, probably want some of the better uh, judges account talent when it came to that anyways of all the guys you saw on TV. There's a few guys you see on TV uh, you know and I thought that uh, because you got Todd McShay um, what's his name Paul Casserly from back you had all those you have a few of those guys so uh, I think definitely John uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayock were some of your best even if you wanted to to ride them for being those TV guys, they were still the better ones out there anyways. Uh, but let's talk about some other major moves. The Cowboys, of course, uh, they were uh, they made some moves as well. They they put uh, a franchise tag on that, and they also re-signed their tight end Blake Jarwin to a three-year extension. Uh, they also re-signed Amari Cooper as well. He'll be here for another five years. Uh, that contract, well, that extension will be worth a hundred million dollars. I believe he's one of the, the higher-paid uh, receivers out there right now. Not the highest-paid, one of the higher-paid ones as well. They also signed. Uh, defensive tackle Jared McCoy, who was a six-time Pro Bowler, to a three-year deal—a deal that can—I'm um, sorry—and they're still trying to work out a deal. Um, I believe it was with Dak. Yeah, so yeah, so they're still trying to work out a deal with Dak as well. Um, even though they franchise tagged them, they have until July 15th. Uh, if they don't have a deal with Dak by then, the franchise tag will stick, and uh, you know, of course, he'll still be on the roster, but. There's no new contract for him, so he have to play, have to play his ass off again. Uh, but Dak was looking well. Well, actually, Dak turned his contract down. He was originally offered 33 million dollars per year, guaranteed uh, by the Cowboys. I think actually 30 million dollars per year, 105 million guaranteed. Uh, he 
didn't want that for some reason. I guess he feels he's better than that. I, you know, is he? Is he not? I think his numbers say, yeah, the numbers. The winning record and the playoff berths and all that and the divisional titles might say no. And, you know, and, you know, it's hard to say if, if I mean, if you're the owner, that's a, that's the owner. I mean, that's that's a decision the owner makes. If the, if if Jerry Jones feel like, you know, Dak is worth that money, he's going to pay him that money. I don't think he feels that, that Dak is worth all that. So he gave him the franchise franchise tag. So uh, is anything going to change next year? Yes. If Dak can t- take him to the playoffs. Uh, if Dak takes him to the playoffs, then we're dealing with a different situation. Uh, possibly, you know, I think we're looking at a much fatter uh, pay, paycheck for him. Is he the highest paid quarterback at that point? I, you know, with as, as much as deep pockets as Jerry Jones has, possibly. But again, because uh, at this point, I don't think they get past the franchise tag. I think this stays like it is. Uh, I, again, if they were going to offer, if, if he was offered $105 million guaranteed, he turned that down. He could have had $33 million, $33 million a year. He turned that down. Uh, he said he's not going to hold out, but I don't see how much more the Cowboys really want to offer him at this point. You know, especially since they are giving him a franchise tag. They've already said, "Look, when you when you get in the, when you've gotten the when you've gotten the franchise tag, the team is basically telling you, look, we re- we do want you, we need you in a way, but it's like there's still a way that we don't. I mean, we 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 don't feel like we have to pay you or we need to pay you right away." You know, and they were willing to give him a contract. He wanted a little bit more. They're not. They're not seeing eye to eye. So again, they just said, "Look, we'll just give you this little franchise tag for now." You know, boring anything. You know, things don't happen. And, and it, you know, kind of. And it kind of sucks for Dak because let's say, for instance, let's say he gets injured next year. He's asked out. Let's say, for instance, next year he doesn't perform that well. He's asked out because he definitely ain't getting. You know what he thought he was going to get. He's definitely not going to get what he wants, and he's probably going to get less than what he was originally offered if he doesn't have a great season next year. So it's a it's a catch-22. He, I mean, both sides are saying there's not going to be a holdout. The Cowboys have said this. Dax people are saying there's not going to be a holdout. So either he's going to, you know, just be cool with the, you know, franchise tag for now, work his ass off, you know, for the season, or Dallas offers him offers him one more contract before the season, before July the fifteenth, which I don't see happening. Well, we have some time. I won't say that right now. We have, we're in we're in April. Actually, I'm sorry, we're in March right now. We have some time. So um, again, there's only two ways that this could happen. Either either Dak, you know, he takes the franchise tag for now, he accepts it, which I think is going to happen, or of course Dallas offers him, offers him another deal before then. I don't know, uh, but let's move on. The Seahawks will be bringing back, uh, will be bringing back their uh, former defensive end uh, Bruce Irvin. Uh, last season in uh, Carolina, he would have a career high eight and a half sacks despite playing only thirteen games. Irvin was a, a number fifteen pick by Seattle in the two thousand twelve. Uh, draft, so he's coming back home. Uh, very solid pass rusher. He had a few years for the Raiders as well, uh, where I believe he had about 12 sacks. He had a good, decent number of sacks. But for some reason, uh, he was cut 
or tr I think released some way uh, into his third year with us for some reason. I don't know why, but he's a pretty solid uh, pass rusher. Uh, again, Seattle is trying to figure out what they're going to be doing with Jadavion Clowney. Uh, as far as I know, they are look they are working on a deal with him as we speak, uh, but I do not have any any confirmation about him signing anything just yet with them. Uh, but let's move on. Cincinnati signs defensive tackle DJ Reader to a four-year deal worth $53 million. Uh, he will be the highest-paid nose tackle in the league. Uh, he's 6'3", 247 pounds, and will be 26 years old in July. So he's big, he's big, and he's young. I think he's a little bit heavier than that 247. He's a nose tackle, by the way, so I'm... I could be off on that weight, but again, just know he's big and he's he's strong, and again he's young. So that's something that they're gonna be paying for. His numbers are pretty lit as well. Uh, he's one of the top interior linemen in terms of running uh, running defense stats. So he's 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 ranking highly up there. The Bengals the Bengals also bringing defensive back Trey Waynes. He was drafted in 2015 as a number 11 pick, and he played in 74 regular season games and 53 starts, and that was with the Minnesota. The Vikings, and he has 22, sorry, 247 tackles, seven interceptions, and 24 pass deflections. So again, uh, for the Bengals, they pick up a very uh, stout, young nose tackle, uh, and they also get a veteran defensive back. They are looking to. Again, they are in a re somewhat of a rebuilding process as well. Uh, they they brought it. Well, they're looking to bring in a new quarterback this year, possibly within the draft. There's a lot of talk about them getting the hometown kid, Joe Burrow, the home state kid, Joe Burrow. Uh, again, uh, we we will wait and see. There's I mean I've also been hearing in certain circles that a that a very, there's a slim chance they could also take uh, Chase Young out of Ohio State, another in-state product. So. We will wait and see on what they do there. Uh, but again, they, they are, they, it looks like free agency-wise that they're already attacking the defense. So I might, I might lean towards. Uh, lean, lean towards an offensive draft, at least their first couple of picks. Uh, they do have a still, or at least their first pick or so. Let's move on. The Panthers, they get in some work as well. And again, we're just going to be talking about some of the major. I'm not going to be talking about all the moves. There's some of the more major moves, of course. Uh, we also got the Panthers. Uh, they were uh, they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they signed him to a three-year three deal worth $63 million bucks, effectively placing Cam Newton on the trade block. Of course, Cam Newton will have a lot to say about that. He's not happy about that. Um, how do I feel about this one? Well... Um. Yeah, I mean, I kind of do understand where Cam is coming. Cam is coming from again. He's he's taken into the Super Bowl. Uh, he's won an MVP, so we do know that he can play very well. Of course, you know he had that situation with the reporter uh, a couple years back. That's whatever. Um, in terms of his play, his play has gone down, but that's a lot because of injury. But it, again, you know, if they if they start to pile up, you know, a couple years in a row, people start to look at that as well. And and you can say what you want, but it does have an effect on your playing ability. And you cannot you cannot fault somebody for saying, you know, I know what you are healthy, but you're not always healthy. And we, I mean, and they do. I mean, and let's keep it real. They need him to be healthy. You know, they, don't get me wrong. It's not that though they just need him. They don't just need Cam Newton. You know, no team just needs a Cam Newton. No team just needs a quarterback just to be there. You know, they need a quarterback to be healthy. They need a quarterback to be able to produce. They need a quarterback to, to compete 
you know, on the level with the other top five or six quarterbacks in the league in terms of numbers. Uh, I, I think there is some set expectations. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, I think, you know, Cam Newton is a deserving quarterback, is a deserving quarterback of any, is deserving of a starting spot. Um, and I do feel that they kind of moved him kind of quickly out of Carolina. Uh, but again, there's a couple factors to that. They, you know, they fired his head coach. They brought in a new head coach. They have a new offensive coordinator. Uh, it's obvious if we look at what that offensive coordinator was doing in college with Joe Burrow, it's obvious that it's different from what Cam Newton's skill set is. So that's kind of sucky for him. Uh, but that was the decision that they made up front. So, do I feel like he has anything left in the tank? I definitely think he does. The question is, where does he go? And this is the thing. I mean, how many teams out there truly need a starting quarterback? I mean, uh, that don't already have one. It, Philly has uh, your boy Wentz. If you go to New York, you still have Daniel Jones, uh, who, of course, they drafted a year ago, but I'm pretty sure, you know, if you draft somebody, well, the, the king about drafting somebody in the first round with your first pick, that's normally who can be your starter, who, who, who they want to be their starter for the future. Sam Donald, same thing in New York. He's a first-round draft pick at the quarterback spot. That's who they're going to be with. That's who they should ride with. Uh, we already see in Tennessee, they've already re-signed, uh, re-signed Tannehill to a five-year, $100 million deal. I don't think the money makes any sense for a quarterback of his caliber, but again, they have him. They have their quarterback. Uh, you also, I mean, again, uh, Tampa Bay, they've recently made moves. They, you know, Tampa Bay, they brought in, you know, Manny, the Colts. They bring in uh, your boy, uh, Phillip Rivers, excuse me. So, you know, there's a lot of places that are, I mean, there's not a whole lot of places he can go to at this point. So it kind of, it kind of sucks. I do like the fact that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, he gets a chance to work again. Uh, he's definitely a capable quarterback in his own right. Uh, pocket passer on top of that, different than the norm. This is why I don't think he gets as much love as he gets. Because uh, he's, he's, he was Patrick, I think he was Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he probably doesn't have the wheels that Patrick Mahomes had, but he definitely had that pocket presence uh, that Patrick Mahomes had coming out of uh, was it uh, mm, I want to say he came out of Louisville as well Teddy Bridgewater I think Teddy Bridgewater did come out of Louisville yeah so you know so Louisville comes with some good with some good quarterback uh, some good quarterback talent as well so you know it's a, it's a tough break for, for Cam right now it's just about finding the right I mean where would he fit um, uh, if we were to really kind of think use our brains a little bit there has to be somewhere where you could possibly do something. Uh, you got Cincinnati. Uh, they're looking to draft a quarterback. Maybe they still pick him up anyways, and maybe that young quarterback that they do draft, maybe, or maybe they, or maybe, you know, I, I don't know, man. There's so many. I, I don't know. It just kind of sucks. It just kind of sucks right now. I mean, he go to San Diego. Uh, San Diego is open. Denver is open as well. I mean, they they will they will try to tell you, you know, well, we're gonna get with this big this big white guy, this big tall, whoever his name is. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I I think they should go out to Cam Newton. That's me. I think the Broncos should do that. I think the Broncos should do that. I think the Chargers should try to take a chance. Uh, they, cause they, I mean, I think those two teams really need a legit quarterbacks, and I think if he's healthy, he's a legit quarterback. Uh, there's no way you can look. There's no way you can, 
you know, there's no other way around it, honestly. Uh, okay, so you have those two guys. Uh, let's take another look. Uh, maybe, let's say maybe the NFC East, you got the, the Redskins. I mean, they, yeah, they drafted Dwayne Haskins, but again, it ain't like he can, he can, you know, it ain't like he can't sit behind somebody decent for a year and learn a little bit more. <laughs> um, let's see, Cowboys are all set. They got their quarterbacks. I mean, there's a couple teams he could go to. Uh, you know, not Pittsburgh, of course. You got Big Ben there. Let's see. Mm, Baltimore, we got that. We already got that situated. You can also go to Miami. So there's a there's a few places left, but it's just kind of unfortunate. They kind of just, you know, push him to the side. And he had so much, you know, he has, he has a, some years left in the tank. You know, so it's kind of disappointing for me. Uh, also moving on, we have a defensive back, Byron Jones. He's one of the highest. He becomes one of the highest paid um, defensive back the defensive back in the league. Uh, actually, that was outdone a couple days later by Darius Slay. I don't have the, the, the numbers on him, but he ended up signing. Uh, I can't remember the team that Darius. Oh, he signed with the Eagles. I don't have the numbers for him right now. But for Byron Jones, uh, Byron Jones uh, signed a five-year, $82 million deal uh, for $57 million guaranteed. Of course, uh, with that being said, like I said, um, Darius Slay is the highest paid defensive back. So think about what Byron Jones is getting, $82 million. Uh, of course, Darius Slay is getting a little bit more, of course, because he is now officially the highest paid DB in the nation uh so some other notable free agents that are still on the market right now uh we got robert for robbie anderson uh he's likely to resign with the new york jets uh, of course we got quarterback james winston tight end eric ebron he recently signed with pittsburgh so we don't have to worry about him anymore we also got defensive tackle and dominican sue still available uh we also got safety von bill uh he's actually gonna be hitting the open market uh, he's actually already ready he's actually already hit the open market uh it looks like uh it looks as though he did not want to re-sign with the Saints. Uh, but as far as Jadavion Clowney is concerned, like I said before, uh, he's working on a deal currently with the Seahawks, although nothing has been signed yet. Of course, we have the big, uh, the biggest story coming out of free agency, kind of, though, with the two running backs, uh, Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon. Uh, they ended up finding some new homes from, uh, from Todd Gurley. Uh, again, he was cut by the Rams. Surprising, right? Uh, MVP candidate, I believe. I don't think he won MVP, uh, but he was definitely an MVP candidate. Uh, one of the top running backs in the league, but of course, injuries set him back. Um, really had a difficult season. I think it was last year, uh, when they, or the season when they went to the Super Bowl. So I think it was, yeah, last season. Uh, and uh, they had some difficult, I guess, the season before last. And he, and he, you know, he had some difficult games in the playoffs. I didn't think it would come back to bite him, but there were some games. I believe it was the NFC Championship. He only had like 44 rushing yards, and this was in 2018, of course. And uh, so he's been kind of on the downtrend. Uh, he's been trying to fight back and get healthy. I've been hearing that he has some sort of uh, some sort of arthritis, and he's like 27 years old. He's about my age, or a little bit younger, or, or you know, about the same age as me, maybe a little bit younger. And it's just like, damn, how does that work? How did you, you know, how does that even happen to you? Uh, so he's been going through some of the unfortunate, uh, the unfortunate side effects of the injury bug. But he's fighting to get things back. He signed a one-year deal with the Falcons. So we will see what happens with him. Melvin, I'm sorry, yes, Melvin Gordon. Uh, we already know about him holding out last year from the Chargers. They decided to say, fuck it. Uh, they had a good year with Austin Eckler. They decided to go with Austin Eckler. They signed him. Uh, they let Melvin Gordon go. He signs a two-year deal with the Broncos. He's looking to get two games a year against the Chargers. So we will be 
I will be interested at least to see how those uh, see how those games turn out. Uh, but before I let you go, let's talk about a few a uh, few trades throughout the week. Uh, the first one was between Houston and Arizona. This one was pretty crazy in my opinion. Uh, the Texans ended up trading wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals for a, t- a second round draft pick and running back David Johnson. Uh, he apparently uh, for DeAndre he apparently was having some issues with head coach Bill Bryan. Uh, apparently he was being uh, accused of a whole bunch of negative stuff. Uh, some about and then he was also you know kind of chastised about bringing his baby mama around if I'm not mistaken. So some drama all over. Oh yeah, the teams also swapped fourth round picks as well. Um, I'm not really feeling this trade. I thought this was dumb. Uh, Houston trades their best wide receiver for a a running back who hasn't really had a full season since his injury in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they already had a really great running back who had a pretty solid year. I wouldn't say he's great, but he's really good uh, in Carlos Hyde. I think Carlos Hyde was a free agent. All they had to do was re-sign him. Uh, so they decided to let him, they're going to let him walk, somebody who they know they had, they had a good year running the ball, to get somebody who hasn't ran the ball efficiently that, you know, in the past couple of years. That makes no sense. And they let go of their best wide receiver. I don't like Houston. I'm going to be honest. I don't like how they run their, I don't like how they run their businesses. I don't like how, I mean, I don't like how they run their team. I, let me take that back. Let me rephrase it. I don't like how Houston runs their team. It's, that makes no sense. The Vikings and the Bills make a pick, uh, make a trade as well. Uh, the Minnesota trades of uh, Robert Super Stephon Diggs and a seventh round pick to Buffalo for a first round pick and a fourth round pick next year, and also a fifth and sixth round pick this year um, as well. So again, uh, Minnesota, uh, they look, they, I don't know why. I mean, again, I guess you know they don't. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, they've been going to the playoffs the past few years. They you, you trade away one of your top receivers for what? For a draft pick? I, uh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, that pick's made. That pick made no sense as well. I'm sorry. Uh, this one kind of made some sense. Uh, we have the Colts trading their number pick, number 13 pick, excuse me, for the to the Niners for a defensive lineman, DeForest Buckner. Uh, Buckner was with uh, Buckner. I'm sorry, was then given a 21 million dollar extension uh, last season. Buckner had 62 total tackles, seven and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles. Uh, in total, Buckner has 123 tackles, which is second amongst defensive linemen or defensive tackles. He also has 18 and 18 and a half sacks in SF. Uh, for the past four years, in his last four years, and that is third in the league at his position. So again, uh, I think for the Colts, uh, they gave up a they gave up a potential superstar, the thir- number thirteen pick for an already pretty much emerging superstar at the defensive line position. So that makes sense. Uh, again, you don't always know what you're going to get in the draft, uh, but they, but you know. It's a significantly high one. So, uh, San Francisco is going to be getting some somebody with that draft pick. You know, don't we don't know who per se, but it's, it should be somebody of some talent. And as far as the Colts are concerned, uh, they already have a defensive lineman that's, you know, put in some work. And he definitely had some stats to go uh, to back him up. Uh, let's move on. We have the Bears and the Jags making the trade. Jacksonville is sending Nick Foles to Chicago for a fourth-round draft pick. That, to me, was crazy as well. Uh, but again, uh, Chicago, they need a quarterback. And it looks as though the Mitchell Trubisky era is over. Uh, maybe, you know, Nick is just his backup as well. We'll see how long that lasts. I'm not a Mitchell Trubisky fan. 
I think it's over for him. Sorry. And finally, one of the uh, the finally uh, the next major trade that I have here is Denver and Tennessee. Uh, the Broncos traded a seventh round pick to uh, Tennessee for defensive tackle Jarrell Casey. Uh, Casey will be getting paid 11, 11, over $11 million this year. He's one of the top-rated defensive tackles in the run game as well. Uh, so again, smart move uh, by Denver, picking up a, a you know a good a good defensive starting caliber player. Well, he's a starter, so he picked up a defensive starter for just a seventh-round draft pick for somebody who probably won't start their first year. So uh, smart move by Denver, uh, Tennessee. They're looking to create some more cap space. They got to find a way to pay. I guess they got to pay Tannehill now. Uh, and I guess they want to sign a couple more All-Stars probably on the offensive side for them to go with Tannehill. Uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, but anyways, y'all, I'm going to call it a wrap. Uh, thanks for uh, listening to me, uh, hearing me out. Uh, we, of course, we have some more NFL news to go over. Uh, the NFL draft officially has been canceled. Yes, I have word of that. Uh, there is going to be something in lieu of it. I I cannot explain it all right now. When I have those details for you, I will let you know. Uh, the plan is to come back tomorrow. I do have another off day tomorrow, so the plan is to come back tomorrow, and I will have uh, some word on the street for you guys. Of course, we'll be updating you guys on this coronavirus, uh, keeping you guys up to date on that, uh, and also just uh, about what's going on in the world in general outside of that. I'm trying not to keep on that all day because again it is it's kind of a, a down topic and i do want you know at least one place y'all can go to to be positive you know at least some of the time or a lot of i don't know but i want a place that y'all can come to and listen to something positive every now and again there's nothing wrong with having a smile there's nothing wrong with laughing at something uh so i want to be able to do all that you know and not just inform you not just keep me serious all the time with you either uh, I'd like to uh, kind of apologize. I have been, you know, gone uh, this week or so and just kind of off doing my own thing, just kind of preparing. Again, I have a lot on my mind, especially with having to work during this time. I don't have it like uh, some of these people. Now, so some people, I, I understand what they're going through not uh, working at all. Uh, but working during this this process is a whole is a whole different monster as well. Uh, so I like to give out uh, shout outs to everybody uh, that's listening, uh, to everybody that's either working or not working, uh, doing the best to take care of themselves and or their family. Uh, I'm doing the same as well. Uh, but again, uh, like I said, tomorrow's episode should again be another news update. Of course, coronavirus, uh, of course, world news, U.S. news, whatever's going on. Of course, uh, there, there's some reviews I got to get through as well. Since there is no sports, I have a whole lot of time for reviews. So, uh, turn to the reviews that I want to do for you guys. Uh, I, recently, I saw Parasite within the last month or so. Uh, so, I want to do a review on that. Also, Bad Boys 2. Also, some video game uh, reviews. Uh, I got Sonic Adventure that is on. On the way i did not forget about that we are going to be going over that uh so you know just some we got video games review oh, views on the way movie reviews on the way of course i told you guys last time and i'm still working on my epilogue uh for my golden state issue the history of california immigration so that will be coming up for you guys i don't know if it'll be ready this week uh but it should be ready uh some point in the near future um and uh like i said before uh, another reason why I didn't want to get too far caught up on the coronavirus situation is, of course, because I am working during this and I have a lot of feelings, uh, very strong feelings about about it. Uh, so I'm not trying to be negative all the time. I'm not trying to go too far in, 
off of too many tangents. So I want to be able to keep myself focused. So, I, you know, I, I'm trying to keep this as varied in terms of my content. I'm trying to keep it as varied as possible. Uh, so if it takes me a couple episodes between, you know, a few episodes, if it takes me a couple days between each episode, uh, bear with me. I also try to keep you guys, uh, you know, updated with some content and let you guys know what's going on on my end as well. Um, there's one other thing that I wanted to address, but I didn't forget what I wanted to say. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, um, I'm not going to be getting too negatively about this situation. I'm looking more to, more so getting to proactively uh, pursuing my, you know, career, voiceovers, acting. Uh, so, with that being said, uh, if anybody has, you know, any projects such as, you know, any type of announcing, any type of voice acting work, that they would need somebody to do for them. You want somebody to cover a character, some, I don't know, voiceover. Let me know. You need a commercial to be done. You need a, a, somebody to speak at your, you know, event. Of course, when this is all said and done and we not coronavirus no more. Holla at me. I'm looking to get into speaking engagements, anything. I'm looking to uh, get more into my craft. This is, I mean, of course, it's a hell of a time to want to change my life and to start doing something positive and something different. Hell of a time, it's a hell of a time to want to do all this. But again, when this is all said and done, holla at me. You need some help or, you know, voice, anything. I'm working, I'm I'm working, I'm looking to work with my voice. That is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and I'm looking to get better at it. So, you know any classes, you know any way I can get started, let me know. Not don't just so much hit me up my cash app and all the, the, the PayPal and all that. You know, I have links for that. Hit me up on some on some voice acting improvisation. You into that? Let me know where I can find it. That's where I'm trying to go. That's how I'm. That's how I'm gonna let you know how I'm feeling. That's where I'm at right now. Anyways, if you're trying to hit me up, you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is E-L-J-B-U-T-L-E-R-75 at gmail.com. Once again, that's ljbutler75 at gmail.com. E-L-J-B-U-T-L-E-R-75 at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram as well uh, at ljamahjani, E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. Once again, that is E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. H-A-D-J-A-N-I Also a Facebook page for the show as well At Never Out of Bounds Once again, uh, that is At Never Out of Bounds uh, Alright y'all, I'm signing out for today uh, Thank you guys for listening If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you Peace out, one love And I will holla at y'all soon